0: Oh, Put,
1: put, put. All Packers. All the time. Matt LePleur has to do more to make it better for him. That said, he did. Uh, Jordan Love did not play well enough last night. And that's what happens with first-year starters. Okay, most of the time. All men specifically yes, um, or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive.
2: With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Also sponsored by Century Foods. Win two tickets to see Green Bay host Kansas City on Sunday, December 3rd. Compliments of Century Foods. Find the weekly code on Century's Facebook or Instagram and enter to win.
3: Always great to catch up with our friend and teammate Jason Wildey on everything Green Bay Packers related. Good morning, Jason. How's your Thursday going?
1: I appreciate that you say it's always great, but Anybody who listens to this show knows that it's not always great. Most of the time, it's pretty good. You're right. It's not always
3: great. Sometimes it is exceptional.
1: No, sometimes it just sucks. (laughs) But hey, we're all good. Go with it. Hey,
3: take a compliment. How about that?
1: Uh, that's not really a of my uh, man.
3: I want to talk about the skill players, the skill players meeting that Jaden Reed let slip yesterday. I don't know if he let it slip. It just feels like maybe something that the coaches wouldn't necessarily want out there, but maybe that's just me speculating. What can you tell us about the skill players meeting that the Green Bay Packers had this week?
1: Well, I think I would ask Chewy instead of, because since I wasn't in, in the meeting and obviously it's uh, when you're having meetings, Chewy, that's usually not a, it's a great thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. nice to hear that they are conscientious and care and all that kind of good stuff. But the bottom line is when you reach a point where you're having meetings and you're having a, you know, players only meetings and extra long team meetings like they had after the Raiders game um, that would be indicative of your team not being in a great place either uh, mentally, psychologically, or just in terms of performance and not having a whole lot of answers as to why? I answer
0: that? Right, Chewie. <laughs> okay, so... Yes, no. So far we've established it he cannot read, he cannot think, he can't talk, definitely can't listen. We have established these four things about Chewie in the first 20 no, minutes no, no. of the show. No,
1: no, wait a minute, let me apologize. It so was I rhetorical, my, never mind. <laughs> I... I, I I, I get this with my former NFL player as well. Uh, if if I don't end a sentence with a clear cut question mark of right or don't you think? Sometimes and I get the same thing. Uh, with, oh, I didn't know you were asking a question. <laughs> so, all right now I'll bad. go. See so, what I mean about not being
2: great all the time. That's not on you, Jason. That's not, not on Jason. you. Jason. I'll just go through our good years. Eighty uh, percent of players' only team meetings are a waste of time, but there is a time where it's needed. And the one I specifically remember, because Reggie would call him all the time. We're like, "Come on, Reggie! Jesus, <laughs> he wants to talk about his charity." Oh, uh, uh, the great team meeting. Um, but it was after. <clears throat> it was after we barely beat the Rams. Remember, we were on that losing stretch. Jason, we lose to Kansas City, we lose to Dallas, we're losing to the Rams at halftime. We we come out of it. Yeah, we come out of it and we have a team meeting and there was just a lot of yelling, you know. And it was more about guys buying in, you know. Enough of the going out, enough of the not studying, enough of not being in the weight room. We need to run the table, and it and it worked out. My question is, Jason, who ran the meeting? Which which youngster yeah, don't know the ran the meeting?
1: Right, great question. Um, and again, I, I love the level of accountability and conscientiousness. I mean, look, I made this point when I was talking to Lafleur the other day. Like, you're expecting Romeo Dobbs, who I would say does not have like the most like dynamic personality. Like he's just different. He's a different cat. He's not, he's not the kind of guy that you get the sense would be the team meeting caller. Now, I would say that Jaden Reed seems to have that kind of personality. And I'm guessing that's how he was at Michigan State. You know, the guy that I, 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 I wish he could stay healthy so we could see exactly what he is capable of. I really like Christian Watson. Like, he was really good yesterday talking about, you know, his own accountability of his level of play and about how, you know, the, the importance of they just have to start having doing some things right to get maybe some positive momentum going. Because I do think there's – I don't know if it's a crisis of confidence, but there's certainly a – no one from Matt LaFleur – using his play calls to Jordan Love being sitting in the pocket going, wait a minute, that guy wasn't supposed to run there. Now what? Now I got to go to this read. Oh no. To these young guys in the skill positions who clearly are inconsistent with doing what the play is designed for them to do they They all, I, I really like how Christian Watson has kind of those leadership qualities, but you know, this, like, if you can't stay on the field, it makes it a lot harder, yeah, for guys to, to listen to you right to really lead people mm-hmm. and and fortunately, even though he was apparently in excruciating pain after that throw, which was look was behind him. I mean Jordan got him for lack of a better term, Jordan got him hurt on that play, but it turns out he avoided major injury he was able to practice in full yesterday, but Christian Watson feels to me like a guy who has that, so i I would be purely speculating that he was the one who called the meeting, but that would be the vibe that I would get.
0: Jason, should we be taking a closer look then at the positional coaches or do we just have to accept that young players run run wrong routes no matter how well or poorly they're coached?
1: No, that's a good question too. The problem, Gabe, of course, is that you know and, and I don't I don't feel comfortable with it only because I'm not in those meetings. I've it's it's hard to assess. I always am fascinated. You know, our buddy Tom Pelissero who covered the Packers for a while for the press Gazette is at the NFL network. And he always does that at the end of the year, that kind of here are the hot young coordinators and position coaches that are uh, primed to move up the ladder and maybe become head coaches. And I'm sure he talks to NFL head coaches who tell him about their assistance. And he talks to the agents for these coaches, but like, you don't really know how good a coach is unless you've been coached by him. And then you have a little bit better idea, right? But I know this, there have definitely been players who have been less than glowing in their reviews of some of their position coaches. Now, many of those guys are gone now because anybody who is veteran enough to have that kind of conversation with you off the record is no longer on the roster. But I don't think that that's an unfair question. It's just one that I don't, I personally can't answer because I don't, I don't know. And maybe for some players, here's another possibility for some players, like maybe a veteran player, um, maybe a coach is actually good, right? Because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have, he doesn't have to harp on the fundamentals. He can help you do the things that you need to do. Pay Adams or Alan Lazard who played in the or Randall Cobb who've played in the league for a long time. But now with young players, maybe he's actually good for them because he's really good at fundamental work and maybe not as good at maybe the details of, you know, more, more uh, extensive plays. So I, I, don't, I don't know, but I don't think that's an invalid thing to wonder about their staff and whether their staff is best equipped for the roster that Goody has put together that is so youth-dominated, especially at tight end and wide receiver.
2: Well, well Jason, I watched about six plays on all 22 with Gabe. And on every one of those plays, because we all look for someone to blame. We need to blame someone right now. And I don't know who to blame. Yeah. All I know is on those six plays, Jason, the, the players are doing the wrong thing. Whether it's and a It's lazy, not always the same player, right? Yeah, no, this one, I went Josh Myers. That's part right? of the problem. Josh Myers right. is there was an inside run. And the guy over the guard kind of shaded to his inside disappears, right? And it was clearly Josh Myers helping out that guy with the guard and then getting up onto the Mike linebacker. Well, the guy shaded on the guard disappears, and Josh Myers is still chasing him, even though he disappears and is late to getting to the linebacker. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Is he being... Not coached on how to do that, or is he just doing it on his own and it 's the same with route running it 's like right. these guys are 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 running bananas instead of putting their foot in the ground and coming back to the ball to me, I revert to the coaches because if the if that continues to happen, then that 's the coach man sit in the damn meeting rooms for two hours even if the if the if the cba doesn 't allow you to but Something's lost in transition here. It's like this is 101. This is coaching 101. Yeah, I think we
0: looked at six plays and there was somebody who did something wrong on all six. And I don't think he was ever, I don't think there was a
3: repeat offender. Well, and sometimes, Jason, and I know that you know this as well, having watched the game, but sometimes they get away with it too. Like I was telling the guys, I watched the quarterback school, the JTO Sullivan breakdown of all of Jordan Love's passes. And shockingly, many of them were third and. (laughs) Third and one, third and medium, third and long, yeah. like a lot of the plays. But e- there was one play where I think it's Deguara who goes out to chip and he just misses very badly. Now they got the they moved the chains on that one, but that could have been another one where you can't miss your block like that and yeah. expect your guy to still be able to to always well, make up for one it. One other so-
2: example, Jason, the screen to in you know they had the screen in for me because I had blazing speed. We just never ran it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But the front that they were in with the screen to Luke Musgrave, you cannot run it. You have to check out of it. You can't run it into a 25 front. In 61 plays, I was telling these guys, yes, 61 plays sounds like a lot, but it is not.
3: And you said that was a waste.
2: And that's a wasted play. Now, either Jordan Love didn't know this or wasn't taught that you cannot run that play into that or it's it, it stuff like that blows my mind.
1: So I've I've asked a series of questions over the last several weeks with Lafleur and I have asked to get him one on one so I don't have to put him on the spot in front of all the T V cameras at the podium. But you know, a couple weeks ago he told us and and I don't know, kinda like Jen said about Jaden Reed, I don't know if he just had a moment of slipping with the honesty or what, but I was under the impression that in this system, uh, every play had a corollary play, right? A can play. Yes. They call them cans because you can run it if the look you get is not is not good for the original play call. And Matt Lafleur said, "Again, I didn't. It wasn't even. I don't know how it transpired, but it was. It was one of those like wow moments. Like whoa," he said. Uh, most, most plays in the offense do not have a can attached to them. Which, that, if that's true, then that explains things like the Musgrave screen that you just talked about, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. and, and it also, without flat out saying it, tells us that with Jordan Love at quarterback, they have curtailed what he can and can't do at the line of scrimmage, either by not having can plays attached to it, or, I mean, he's not he ain't doing with Rodgers, where he just calls a completely different play. There's no way in God's green earth that's happening. But if they've curtailed, and that's what I want to get to with Matt, is if they've really dialed down the ability to change the play at the line of scrimmage, not to anything you want, but to a specific play that is attached to the original play call, that, isn't it possible that that's part of the problem, and is that one of the things that maybe you need to take the training wheels off with Jordan Love because he's in year four at the same time, are you also thinking, oh my God, if we do this and we have them changing the play at the line of scrimmage, we have guys that don't know what the hell they're doing on the original play. Yep. So I'll imagine what a cluster you know what?: And it's that's the be conversation that' we sh- change it at the line of scrimmage.: That's the
3: conversation Chu and I have been having, which is, is there too much or too little? Because Chewy was like, there's too much. There's too much for them to wrap their brains around. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like they have skimmed it down so much that there's too little Mm -hmm. now. And it's too obvious for opposing defenses to be able to, "Ah, I've seen this. I know what they're running here. They got nothing else coming out of it. It is simply is because there were several plays where the defense was all over the play immediately. And it was because when they get in that formation, they know exactly what they're running. We are over time. But I did want to ask you this, Jason, because for whatever reason, this bothered me yesterday. What does battling mean? Matt LaFleur says these guys are out there battling. Is battling just another way of saying they're trying?
1: Yeah, they're trying hard. (laughs) Uh, Get Bart Simpson's cake. (laughs) (laughs)
3: at
0: least you tried does that mean does that mean we have to throw it away if they lose to the vikings on sunday
3: Um, because when he Uh, says that the guys are battling out there i'm going isn't that the lowest like isn't that the least that they should be out there
1: doing (laughs) yeah but but i would that's a great point but i would just say this and and i think tausch has kind of admitted to this not him himself but some of his teammates back in 2005 and this is one of the good things frankly about being a young team that stinks right now is that they don't know any better Mm -hmm. right and so they're playing they are playing hard there's nobody that can say oh these guys because you get to a certain age in the nfl you recognize that your team's not good enough and you are jaded enough to say oh god
3: you shut it down We're, we're terrible yeah
1: right and 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 you, you do the bare minimum, and, you're, and I know that there were guys that did that in 05 when they went 4-12, and 12. and so they, those guys, not battling. They don't get any cake.
3: Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us this morning. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: All right, sounds good, everybody. Take care. Be
3: good. Jason will be back on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy tomorrow morning with the guys, and of course you can hear him on Wilde and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every morning. So yeah, the battling thing got me. Oh, they're out there battling. Oh, well, good. (laughs) Great, awesome, wonderful. It's not. What else do you want from them, Jen? They're trying. They're trying really hard. Uh, We roll on here right after this. Go
0: ahead, Bunzel's Meat Market at 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee is the place to be going to get ready for your weekend. This week at Bunzel's, you can pick up a USDA Prime Angus Boneless Sirloin Steaks, just $15.99 a pound. Celebrate the start of Bucks basketball. All marinade, all marinated party wing flavors are just five ninety nine a pound. They have California garlic, bourbon, Firehouse. Where if you're looking for that extra spice, this Firehouse really good. Louisiana Bayou and just your traditional buffalo boneless pork loin roasts are just five eighty nine a pound. Bunzel's own burgundy pepper marinated flat iron steaks. $12.99 a pound and USDA choice Angus beef sirloin tri tip roast $13.99 a pound. Stop by Bunzels. You will not regret it. Get ready for your weekend with Bunzels at 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee or visit bunzels.com.
2: This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Did you I, know that I, fact though? No, I didn't. You didn't know that fact? Is that just no. a fact, Brig?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what Chewy does. <laughs> Chewy knows the most facts of anyone on the show. <laughs>
1: He's he also knows up. the
0: most fiction.
1: On 94.5 ESPN.